Hey, I'm Amber. And I'm Becca. And this is Forward Farming. Welcome back, guys. To Forward Farming. Woohoo. So, Becca, what are we going to be talking about today? Today is going to be a life in the day of us, even though it's probably not the same every day for either of us, but a general consensus. Okay. We can maybe do like seasonal day in the life of what we're up to. Yeah, that's a good idea. This week. Uh, We kind of rambled on for a little bit last week, so we'll see what we can (laughs) come up with this week. I was editing it and I was like, holy cow, this just keeps going and going and going. (laughs) So if you made it all the way through last week. When we first started this, we were like, oh, how long do we want these? Like around half hour? Yeah, that sounds good. Lies. A few minutes later. (laughs) Yeah, after we recorded our first one, I was like, oh, well, we got a minute and a half. We're going (laughs) to, we're going to be struggling, but glad that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you want to start with the highs and lows again this week? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she says with twisted tea again tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <coughs> yup. Twisted tea. What do you got? I got more corn cob cans tonight. Bush lattes. I don't Bush think lattes. they're, the corn cans are out anymore. I think they're phasing them out. Well, It'd be cool if they phased them in with some bush light apple, but... Right? Little stinkers. Just gonna... That's all we need to say. We, yep. I think we bitched about it enough last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't need to go on another 20-minute rant about bush lights and no. marketing. <laughs> anyway. Uh, um, okay. Do you want to start with the lows? Sure. What was your low? Well, boy, howdy. Did I have a low over the weekend? Dan left... Friday evening for the weekend, and I put Bear to bed same time, nine o'clock, and I woke up the next morning to him barking at five o'clock, and I go out, and um, he had chewed a hole in our wall, so we don't have him in a pen right now at night because he outgrew that within a month, and we just haven't gotten around to getting a new one, so he ha- he's like blocked off in our mudroom area, so he has enough room he has plenty of air conditioning because he's always a hot dog, but he just chewed through our new drywall. He ate all of the paint that he chipped off the wall. He ate the drywall crumbs. He ate everything. And he's just sitting there wagging his tail, cutest little thing. And I was, I was hot. I was not expecting to wake up to that. I didn't even know dogs could chew through drywall, but... No, that's impressive. Yeah. So... That was also my grandma's birthday. So I was planning on going um, up to the lake with my family and her. So I had to get a fruit salad ready because I can't make anything else. So they just kind of <laughs> stick me with the fruit salad. <laughs> so I had a pineapple, I had a watermelon, strawberries, and blueberries. And I start to cut my pineapple and I have like one of those little coring things for the pineapple. Uh-huh. And I started turning that and the pineapple was just like shredding. It was just so nasty. It was just crumbling apart. I'm like, are you kidding me? How did I screw this up? And I was like, okay, whatever. So I got the pineapple out and then I went to go cut the watermelon and it was just like all rind. So it was just like the lightest pink watermelon. 
watermelon I've ever seen. Tasted terrible. The pineapple is awful. Watermelon's awful. So I'm like, okay, the strawberries can't be that bad. So I'm cutting up the strawberries. And as I'm cutting the strawberries, my cat uh, decides to walk on the counter and swat the blueberries off. <laughs> blueberries happen to be Bear's favorite treat. So they scatter all over the floor. And this little monster is just like hungry, hungry hippo is just <laughs> sucking these blueberries up off the floor. And I sat down and I cried for a long time because I was so <laughs> frustrated. Um, I was not having- Well, at least you didn't have to clean the blueberries up, True, right? true. I just let him That's have the blueberries. Point. And then he had nasty <laughs> poop after that. <laughs> um, so that was kind of my low. It was a rough- <laughs> It was a rough morning. And then Sunday he woke up and he was just like the sweetest little angel that has ever existed. So you win some, you lose some, I guess. But that was definitely my low for the week. Sounds dramatic. It was very. Well, do you like not have to bring any kind of food to family gatherings now? Did you get yourself out of that or? Kind of. I think next time I just have to bring the booze. Well, that's important too, though. Right. Hopefully I can handle that. Yeah, I don't think you can mess that up. We'll see. See what I can <laughs> come up with. <laughs> You'll like walk in and drop it and everything will just burst open. <laughs> Beer will spray everywhere. <laughs> well, I'm uh, getting I'm getting flustered just thinking about it. So tell me about your low of the week. <laughs> uh, my low. One of my... One of my cows is pretty sick right now. Uh, she calved last week. Had a nice little bull calf. Um, he's still doing great. And then Tuesday, we were up in the barn, and we were sorting out some cows, and I had just, like, put my hand on her to, to get her out of my way. And I felt air under her skin. And when that oh. happens, um, they have peritonitis, and it's it's not good, oh. obviously. Um, so we got her in a headlock and I immediately put antibiotics into her and then uh, called the vet right away and like she just had air everywhere in her tail her udder down her legs like I've oh. never seen it that bad I don't know how she was up and alive at that point um so our vet came out and I beat her more antibiotics she's on very high doses of penicillin and she's hanging in there so I yeah I don't know oh, that's one of those things. yeah that's one of those things that I love my Swiss for, though, because they're, like, super hardy. Like, I feel like that if that would have happened to another breed, they probably wouldn't be doing as good as her. But Swiss are very stubborn and hardy, so hopefully she pulls through. It's day three of treating her. Um, so, yeah, that's my low, but... And she's doing better today than yesterday? I mean, she's alive, and she's still getting up, so... Good. That's about all we can ask for, yeah. It's never good when that happens. And we don't really know where the infection is like coming from because her uterus was cleaned up and everything. So hmm. that kind of makes it even harder. But hopefully the penicillin just knocks whatever it is out of there. Yeah. Yeah. Keep us updated. I will. I've been meaning to do an Instagram post and I just haven't brought myself yet. Yeah. Someday. Um, that was kind of, that was sad. So bring some yeah, happy news. <laughs> bring some happy news into this. Um, I, this is a pretty good week overall. It was hard to like think of one, one actual high. Um, but this past weekend we had got so much done on the farm. Like I didn't have to work. Joey had to work 
Saturday afternoon, but we got um, all of our wean calves moved. We got, um, we've been like redoing our calf barn, which is another thing I need to post pictures of. Um, but we like ripped it all out and we started putting our new stalls in. So that was really exciting. Um, yeah, it was just one of those weekends where you just, you got a lot done and you felt yeah. accomplished at the end of the weekend. I agree. Like, there's still a million things to do, but we did good. Good. Yeah. What's your high? I somehow convinced Dan to teach me how to drive a stick today. I've gone this entire time without having anybody teach me how because I think they're afraid, quite honestly. <laughs> um, I'm either a really easy person to teach or I'm just very stubborn. Kind of depends on the day. Um, so I figured I was in a goofy enough mood today where I wouldn't get too mad at him if I couldn't do it. So we had a truck sitting out today and I hopped in. And I was like, all right, you're going to teach me how to do this right now. He said, okay. So we took a lap around the marsh and I didn't kill it or anything. So that was exciting. Um, I didn't put it in the ditch. So it was good. It was fun. That's good. Yeah. So I drive dump truck anyway, but my truck is an automatic. So I feel like I'm not a real truck driver. I just feel like I'm a phony. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, today, I felt I felt legit. I felt like I was actually a farm kid today. <laughs> so it's good. I can't drive stick. I tried learning in college and like, I, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't pretty. I grind, I ground, I grinded a lot of gears, <laughs> whatever, but <laughs> it's still in one piece. Didn't blow up. It's cool. Yeah, that's all I can ask for. Yeah, right. Didn't die. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so goals, um, you have any <laughs> updates on your organizational skills? How'd you do? I well, we texted, what day did we text on what we wanted to do this week? Like on Monday or Tuesday? It, yeah, it was pretty early. Yeah, so high five to us for that. That's about as far as we got though. <laughs> well, yeah, well, the topic is probably the hardest thing. Though. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. Once we get the topic, then we can just kind of wing it. I feel like we're both pretty good. Yeah, because just... yeah, I'm like I felt like I was brainstorming most of the week. Not like brainstorming, but like you know, just thinking about it. I have like a an all time low in organiza organizational skills on Friday. I think it was. Oh geez. I don't. I posted about it in my stories. I don't even want to talk about it. But since then, I like made myself sit down. I cleaned off our little office desk area back here. I hung up some um, like just file holders. I yeah. don't even know what they're called. And went through all of like what we need to file, like bills and all that stuff. So I, I felt pretty accomplished. We'll see how long it stays clean back here. But I was going to say, did you steps. actually, did you use it this week? Um, not really, but I guess we didn't really get much mail, but I got all my bills paid. There so little baby steps. That's all you someday need. Someday we'll, yeah, we'll get it figured out someday. <laughs> One day we'll just Marie Kondo our life and we'll have it <laughs> picture perfect. Until then. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Until then. Until then, bless this mess. <laughs> <laughs> you have a goal for this week? Um, this week... I want to be able to, I want to keep driving and see how that goes. 
Yeah, I feel the more like you do it, the easier it's going to get, obviously. Yeah, Dan and I are working this weekend, so we're going to be close to home. So maybe I'll just try to convince him to take me out a couple more times, maybe in a, a bigger truck and see oh, what yes. happens. Yeah, hopefully it's nice, but hopefully it kind of rains too. We haven't had rain in like two weeks. Oh, wow. We're getting a little crispy over here. I'd say. How are the cranberries doing with that? Oh, they're doing okay because we irrigate. Oh, you irrigate. You yep. Have to, yeah. We, I have, do that. we irrigate a lot. So they're hanging in there. No, that's good at least. Yeah. How about you guys? We got rain. I don't remember when. The other day. We got almost an inch, I think. Really? Yeah. So we're doing okay. Everything looks really good over here. So good. Nothing to complain about. You guys have corn, right? Corn and soybeans and some hay this year. Is everything looking a lot better this year than last year? Is that same with you guys? I know it is up here. Um, I want to say yes, but I am not a crops person. Like, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure our crops last year did okay, but I really don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. I am not. I just, I have nothing to do with the crop side of things. Good I to just, know. I mean, it, it looks nice. Okay. I wish I knew. <laughs> I wish I knew more. I just, I don't. And I, I like have been learning slowly, but I don't know. There's really no need for me to know. I'm going to need to know basis. That's fair, that. That's fair yeah. enough. No, things are looking good over here. So, so we got those stupid Japanese beetles. Do you get those on your cranberries ever? What's your definition of a Japanese beetle? Like the hard crunchy that kind of looks Yeah, they're like like a fluorescent greenish, bluish, okay. purplish kind of thing. Yeah, we had those actually probably like a month ago. Oh. Okay. And then they just disappear. Like we get them for a short period of time. They kind of eat more of the weeds and not so much the cranberry or like oh, the vine good. or anything. Which is nice, but they just kind of destroy our gardens and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were in my garden. Not as bad as last year. Last year was really bad, but they ate most of the weeds in the garden, which was fine. And then yeah. I had some um, beans that they, I, I planted them last year and they kind of just like regrew on the side of the garden and they destroyed those and they destroyed those last year. So they left my like tomatoes and zucchini and all that kind of stuff alone. So that was good at least, but oh, good. I noticed they're on the beans a bit not bad enough that we need to do anything about it, but there's not as many now, so they must be leaving maybe. Good. Yeah, my um, grandma has had a mouse problem in her house. And oh. <laughs> so I learned a lot about mouse trapping this week. And fun fact, if you use like the snap traps, mm -hmm. putting like peanut butter or something on the trigger, you're supposed to glue like a cotton ball on there because mice love to use cotton for their nests. So oh. they try to take the cotton and then you don't have to keep replacing it like you would peanut butter, like switch it out every couple of days. So that's really smart. Mm -hmm. I'll have to do that this winter. We don't have a, a bad problem, but in the winter time, we always yeah. find a few. Anyway, so where I was getting with that, the, uh, my grandma's convinced that we're going to have an early fall this year because the mice are already moving in, and they usually don't do that until, like, September-ish. So hmm. I, I hope they're just getting hot and wanting to cool off 
and we're not getting in early fall because it's July 30th. I don't want to think I about feel like cold. we like yeah we it's been so hot we haven't had just like a nice a nice summer unless it's gonna be a warm fall. <laughs> yeah that would be okay but I just I'm not ready for the cold again. No I hate winter. Uh greed. Uh my goal for the week I didn't really think about this I probably should have eh? I think my goal is to just keep working in the barn, kind of cleaning it up. I, I have Saturday off, so hopefully we get some more things done. I need to work with my show heifers a little bit more. I got one of them clipped last week, and I need to get the other one clipped, so maybe I'll get that done on Saturday. What does that mean? Clip them? Yeah. Uh, I like give them a haircut, pretty much. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what are you clipping? What's that mean? Yeah, it's just like... A giant hair clippers. So a nice clip. I know, like in our area, they canceled a lot of the fairs and like the showings and stuff. Are you guys? Do you guys still have any shows or anything? Um, our county fair is canceled, but it, last I heard, they were trying to figure out a way where the kids can still show. Um, so like there's not going to be like amusement rides and any yeah. of that stuff, but they're still going to have a show. And I know back home they did that too. For most of the shows, if they had enough kids, they kind of each day there was a different show where they just went in, showed, and they left right away. There was no like staying overnight or anything. Um, so the only show that I'm going to is our state brown Swiss show. They they're supposed to be in June, and then they rescheduled it, so it's in the middle of August now up at Fa in, like, West Salem by La Crosse. Um, okay, a day in the life. Do you want to start first? Sure. Um, so, do you want to talk about a day in the life, like, right now? Because... Yeah, let's do, like, right now, and then maybe in harvest and the different seasons. Yeah. Because so, obviously harvest is probably a lot different than right now. Yeah, it's kind of different every single season. Right now is actually our slower season, which is kind of different than a lot of other farmers. But right now, kind of all we're doing is just sitting back and watching things grow, <laughs> keeping them irrigated. So my day usually starts around 4.30. Um, and then I get up and I irrigate. Usually I have... Um, so the way that we kind of judge how long we irrigate for, we have moisture probes set out in different areas in the marsh. And we put those probes right into the sand of a cranberry bed. <laughs> and I don't then, know why probe is such a funny <laughs> word. <laughs> so this, uh, it's called a tensiometer. Is that better? <laughs> <laughs> so we stick this into the soil and then there's liquid on top of this device <laughs> and that liquid keeps pressure inside of the tube so the drier the soil gets the more the soil expands I think is how it works so it creates less pressure on this probe which will give us a higher reading but if the ground is more saturated it creates more pressure and then it drops the reading for, I don't know. It seems backwards, but um, so I'm able to pull this up on my phone and I can tell if it's in within like a certain point, like a certain percentage. I know that I need to run for like two hours compared to like an hour and a half or just an hour. 
and I have to make sure if it does rain overnight, if we get like a certain amount of rain, um, then I don't need to irrigate. So usually like if we get like a quarter inch of rain, that should be enough. So I don't have to irrigate because that's kind of the amount that we get over like an hour and a half period of irrigation, if that makes sense. Yeah. So do you just irrigate in the morning then? Yes. So we okay. irrigate usually pretty early in the morning because it's so humid and because the vines grow so close to the ground that it traps a lot of that heat. So if we were to irrigate like in the middle of the day, it would pretty much just cook the fruit. It'll just oh, sit there and okay. it gets so humid and it just cooks the fruit and then they rot super fast that way. That's why we're not a big fan of hot and humid summers because we get a lot of fruit rot in the fall. So we try to get it done so the vines are kind of dry when the sun comes up or like the early sun kind of burns off all that extra moisture. That makes sense because I, I don't know where I heard this, but like for watering just our garden, I always heard not to do it like in the middle of the day. You always want to do it like either later at night after the sun goes down or early in the morning. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. So it's pretty much just that humidity. And um, so we have to keep an eye on like the dew point and stuff too. I don't really understand that side of things. So I, <laughs> um, so once I get done irrigating, uh, it's usually like around 6, 6.30. I take Bear with me every morning and he, he rides in the cab with me because I'm afraid to put him in the back of the truck because he jumped out once when I was driving and it scared the bejesus out of me. Yeah. So hopefully he just, he's like a one and done type of dog where he learns the hard way once and then, but I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> he's a very clingy boy. Um, so once I get done, I have breakfast, I go back home, I change into my work clothes and then I am back at work officially at eight o'clock. And then, I don't know, it just kind of depends day to day. Like I don't have a set task that I do every day. Sometimes I'm in the office doing like book work and um, updating records and stuff like that. And other times I'm out mowing the lawn a lot. In the summertime, usually once a week I'm out mowing um, yards and stuff. Sometimes I weed whack, but, but like, yeah, right now we're not doing a whole lot out there. Um, we just got done fertilizing too, which is nice. So we have this big boom. I've, I've shared a little bit on my Instagram. So if you have no idea what I'm talking about, you can just find the picture of this tractor boom that I'm talking about. So when we fertilize, we have this tractor and then it pulls like this big wagon behind it. So it's kind of just like a platform on wheels. And then on one side of this platform, we have like an engine and a fan that we need to run. And then on the opposite side of the wagon, we have a big metal hopper that we dump the fertilizer in. So we use dry fertilizer, little pellets. And then at the bottom of this hopper, there's like an auger that spins. And then underneath that, there's ports. So then off to the side of the boom, usually on the hopper side, we have this long arm that will reach across like halfway across the cranberry bed. So what we do is we fill up the hopper with fertilizer pellets and then we drive up and down each bed. So we make two passes in each bed. So we go halfway and then halfway the other direction. Cool. Does that make sense? Yeah. So each bed you're like is- on the out, You're like on the outside of the field doing it. Yeah, so we have dams that run along like the perimeter of each individual bed. So each one is about like two to five acres. 
and we have 230 acres of just cranberries. So oh, that okay. makes like 80 some individual beds, something like that. So we drive around the dams, our grass dams are elevated above like the actual cranberry vine. So we, the fertilizer comes in 50 pound bags. We dump that in the hopper and then the ports, we have a list of every single bed that we take with us when we fertilize. And that list has all of the beds and how many ports need to be opened on that bed and, and on each side. So when we're going, we have to pay attention if we're like going north, south, east or west. And then we have to know like how many ports we need to open or close based on how wide that bed is because they're all different sizes. Right. So you kind of have to there's be on- so much, yeah, yeah, there's so much that goes into fertilizing. Yeah. And then it kind of depends on how many pounds per acre you're putting on. It depends on like which blend of fertilizer you're using. Um, so there's a lot that goes into it and you use different blends throughout the season. So you're not always using like one specific um, type. So depending on like the vine health or like the, how the development stage of the fruit, it depends what type of fertilizer we're putting on. So we're at the point now where the fruit is all set. So we're not going to be growing any more fruit. So we're just worried about the sizing at this point. And that's pretty much just up to mother nature. So we're just counting on um, warm days and cool nights at this point, along with proper irrigation. So that's, that's kind of, I don't know, in a nutshell, besides that, I try to stay out of the shop <laughs> because I'm not mechanically inclined. I have no idea how to fix things. <laughs> that's not how my brain functions. Um, so I'm, I'm usually, they call me the bucket if I am in the shop. So I hold things, paper towel, <laughs> things like that. And it's important too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm just a, I'm just a human bucket when I'm in the shop. Uh, but that's pretty much it. I drive around and check, check things in the afternoon, make sure everything's looking okay, checking for any weird spots. Um, this week we had high insect pressure. Um, so we have what's called a flea beetle and it's a really gross bug. It's just like this little tiny, it looks like a flea in a beetle. So they're like this crunchy little black bug that will eat the vine and kind of eat the buds for next year. And then they get into the fruit and they make, if you have a high enough pressure of the flea beetle, they'll leave red spots in the vines and they'll leave like, I don't know, a six foot circle in the vine. So once you see like these red circles popping up, then you know you have a problem and then you mm -hmm. have to take care of the problem. So we have um, IPM or like an integrated pest management team that comes out every single week and they set traps, they sweep for insects, and then they work with us and let us know like what we can apply at certain times and how much to apply. So it kind of takes a guesswork out for us. So they, they're the professionals. They just kind of guide us in the right direction. Cool. <laughs> well, hopefully they, uh, they go away. Yes. <laughs> we have another guest appearance. I don't know if anyone actually finished listening to our podcast because no one even said anything about her last week. <laughs> but if you finished last week's episode, you would hear Sophia the Great. She was saying okay. goodbye. Hi. You don't need to whisper. Say hi. Hi. She's got a boo-boo. She wants you to know about. What did she do? She cut herself on grass. I didn't really know that was possible, but it happened. Ow. 
I was like, we were playing with the kittens, and uh, she grabbed some, and like it's almost it's like a paper cut. I've actually done that before, so <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> All right, can you watch TV? Uh, one second. All right, where were we? What is a day in the life of Becca like? Um, most days I feed calves now in the mornings, so I I try to get up by four fifteen, um, to get to work by five. Some days it's eh, five fifteen ish, especially on days that I have to stop at Dunkin'. You'll have that. Yep. They don't open till five, so that's unfortunate. But uh, I get there to feed calves. Um, we have a lot of calves. We've got uh, around 90 on milk right now, probably. So that takes a while. Um, feed their milk, and then they get fresh grain and fresh water every day. Um, by the time I get done with that, some days it's yee, like noon. Um, and then, too, if there's any new babies, I uh, take care of those. Got to vaccinate them, feed them colostrum, take care of the new mamas. And then... The rest of the day or days is kind of just um, like vaccinating things. Uh, we've got like a pretty strict vaccination schedule for all the calves, heifers, cows at each stage of their life. They get different vaccines. Um, so we do that when needed, moving calves around. Like when they get weaned calves, they go to our calf barn and then kind of just got to move everyone down the line. Um, we have herd checks. I don't do our weekly herd checks anymore, um, but we every other week we check our fresh barn just to um, check on like all the mamas that just calved. So we check to make sure they cleaned up and they don't have any infection in their uterus. Um, and we vaccinate them as well at that time. Let's help with that every two weeks. And then every, it's three months or four months. I can never remember. Um, we have like what we call a large herd check where we run all the cows through over the course of two days and we check everyone and vaccinate everyone in the herd. So those days are fun. It just depends on the week how busy we are. Um, and then when I get done with work, I guess, I milk on Tuesday mornings. I didn't mention that. So when I milk, I have to get up at 2.30. Um, yeah, it's rough. To be to work at 3.30, um, and it, I used to go to bed really early. Like, I used to be able to go to bed at 8, and then we got super <laughs> smart and got more critters at our house, so now we do chores at our house late, and I don't get to bed till like, 9, 9.30, um, mm -hmm. so I'm always tired, and I'm like, oh, I don't know why, but that's why, um, so... I usually get done with work like early afternoon. Obviously Tuesdays are usually longer days for me. And then if we have to move calves around or something like that, it's later days, but normally it's early afternoon when I get done. So then I get the kids and I don't know, they keep me pretty busy in the afternoons. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, usually once Joey gets home from work, he works till seven. Usually when he gets done, we put Joe to bed and then me, him, and uh, Sophia head out and feed our critters at the house. So we have full days, but yeah, I'll always, 
Yeah, always a little something different, which I think is why I like farming so much because it's it's not the same thing every day. I mean, it is, but there's always little twists and turns in there to keep it interesting. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they're long days, but they're they're usually pretty good days. Mm-hmm. And they go fast, you know, especially if they are busy. Yeah. At the end of the day, you're like, oh my God, but they go fast and then you wake up the next day and you do it again. Yeah. It kind of makes it easier being outside too. There's always something new to look at, especially Mm -hmm. with you with animals. Like you get different personalities to work with too. So that's kind of fun. Yeah, definitely. The calves are, (laughs) I can just be like, feeding milk and one calf will just be doing something really silly and I'm like what why are you like that but (laughs) (laughs) it makes things fun and it's just they're adorable to look at so makes life easier cute so how many people do you work with usually on a day um so when I'm feeding calves I'm usually by myself um so that's like where I listen to a lot of podcasts and music and stuff. Um, I have a couple of people that help me every now and then, especially if there's a lot to do. And then when I milk, so when I milk on Tuesdays, we're drying up cows. So there's three of us in the parlor just because when we dry up, we sort through all the barns and it's just, it's a lot easier to have three people milking. Um, other than that, there's probably like three or four full-time people on the farm. Um, I don't do anything with like the crop side of things or equipment. Um, I just deal with the cows. So I'm like the, like the C team. I can drive a tractor if I need to, but they probably don't want me to, (laughs) but they taught me just in case, you know, but yeah, I, and I, some days it'd be really nice to sit in like an air conditioned tractor. I'm not going to lie. It is. But (laughs) at the same time, they, they, you know, they'll run all night if they need to when they're chopping and stuff. And that would yeah. be very feasible for me. So yeah, you take some and you lose some or win some and you lose some. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Just have another drink. So when is your busy time? Like, do you have a busy time? Or are you just constantly busy? Is there ever like a lull in the birth? Um, uh, in the wintertime, we're a little bit lower. We don't calve our heifers, so like um, heifers are first-time calvers. We don't calve them out in the wintertime, so from December to March, it's only cows calving. So it's a little bit slower, which is nice. Um, And then I'd say like our busiest time is March, just because the heifers are calving back in. So you're kind of, you're used to being a little bit slower, and then all of a sudden it's like, bam. Plus when it starts to thaw out, there's just a lot more to do. Because sometimes yeah. uh, if it's too cold in the wintertime, we're not able to pick our huts up and like wash them and stuff. So we just disinfect them and use them again if we need to. Uh, but then when March comes, it's like, okay, there's like a lot to do. And then you have all these calves on top of it. So that's probably the busiest time. This year we we were busy in March for a little bit. And then we got really busy the beginning of the month here. Like it was crazy. Mm-hmm. And we time bred a lot of heifers. So we... Um, bred them at a certain time um and most of them stuck so I've been yelling at our breeder because I mean it's a good thing but it sucked having like seven to ten heifers calving a day you know (laughs) or doing a day yeah so we had a busy month but it's kind of been slowing down again which is nice getting caught up on things and uh 
yeah, we'll get busy a little bit later this fall. And then once winter comes, it'll slow down a bit. So what's a gestation period of a cow? The same as a human, 280 days. Unless you're brown Swiss, then it's more like, um, I say 294 to 300 days. Oh, wow. Yeah, they, they do their own thing. It's a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Poor mom. they make you wait. Yeah. So how long do you wait to uh, get... I don't know how to phrase this. Like, how how long do you wait between, like, a birth before you try to get a cow pregnant again? 50 days is, like, our, we won't breed before 50 days. Um, Because ideally, you'd like to have them calve every year. So we, when we check them during our uh, fresh barn herd check, and we make sure they're, like, cleaned up and ready to breed. Can you hear her? (laughs) I hear little giggles. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Um, So yeah, anything before 50 days, we do not breed. But we'll kind of just keep track of their heats and stuff and see their cycles. Uh, I don't know what our, I'd have to look like what our average day's bread back is. It's, I don't know, I would say a little bit before 100 days probably. Okay. So did you get to try out your cool new little device? Um, so I got it activated today and I was all excited and I went to like set it up or you have to test it to make sure you got like good network connection and it, I don't know, it wasn't working. It just kept like blinking lights. Uh, it just kept blinking lights. So then I called Mukal and like, they were great. He had me plug it back in and charge it and then he was going to reset it, but I didn't call until, um, I was about to leave. So I just left to charge all night and then I'll. I'll try it again in the morning, but that's interesting. I'm excited to hear how that works. They were like, like "Yeah, I know. I'm super excited. I I know a couple of the people that have them now, and they've been working really good. So I have a cow picked out. She's like six days overdue. Now, while she's probably gonna calve tonight, now that I don't have right? it on her, but <laughs> that's just so foreign to me. Like I can't. I don't understand how. Like, do they have anything like that for humans? I mean, probably like those little. Uh, when you like get to the hospital, they put the little sensors on you oh. that like pick up contractions. Granted, I don't think that's the same thing because we don't have tails, but. <laughs> okay. I'll, I mean, I'll take your word for it. I don't know. So bad point. Right? I did hear in horses, they have a device that picks up labor, but you like have to sew it into them. So I don't know if you like sew it in the vulva or what you do, but I was like, oh, that's interesting. Um, have you ever been able to ride a cow? Have you ever tried? Um, yeah. I don't like it very much. We had one cow that, um, her number was 83. She was just, like, this big old girl, and she didn't really care if you were on top of her, but most cows don't like it, and I always feel bad, because they're just, their backs aren't, like, as strong as, as horses and stuff. Not that I'm like that heavy that I probably would not break them, but right. I wouldn't want to try. So, so uh, it's kind of like a Wisconsin tradition to go cow tipping at least once in your life. It's not possible. Really? Cows don't sleep standing up, so. Okay, well, even if you snuck up on one, would you be able to tip it? No. Not, well, I mean, if you're like the world's strongest man, maybe. 
I think you'd have to like trip it. You'd have to pull its feet out from under it to do it. Really? Interesting. Yeah. So all these stories that I've heard are just lies. lies. Your life has been filled with lies. Whew, my mind is just blown <laughs> right now. Cows don't, so like horses, I don't remember how many hours a day they stand, but they don't lay down very often. I know that much. I don't know that much about horses, but they like, they, I don't know if they sleep standing or if they are just standing to stand. I don't know if they're horses, whatever. But no, cows, like, they spend most of their time either eating, laying down, or, like, drinking or getting milk. They're not, they don't just, like, stand around, stand around, so. Do you know what we call? I'm sorry. Do you know what we call cows that lay down? No. <laughs> Ground beef. Anytime we drive by cows and there's one laying down, Dan's like, oh, more ground beef. (laughs) That's funny. I've never heard that before. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) I'm going to start using that. Do you have any good cow jokes? Do you know why cows have hooves instead of feet? Why? Because they lack toes. Oh, (laughs) that's a good... That's a good quality. I saw a really funny one. (laughs) I saw a really funny one on Instagram the other day, and I can't remember what it was. It was like something that I'd never heard before. What do you get from a pampered cow? What? Spoiled milk. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) You've got pigs, right? I do. Yeah. like 15 of them. So what do you call a pig that does karate? Pork chops. Dang it. (laughs) (laughs) There was a good one about oxytocin, but can't, can't think of it. I know it was a letdown. What is oxytocin? It, uh, is a hormone that lets milk down. So it was a let down. Oh, I, I get it. That, that wasn't the joke, but it, it kind of worked. I don't know. That one maybe, really went way over my head. <laughs> maybe someone will laugh. <laughs> That's always our hope for every podcast. Maybe someone will <laughs> laugh at this. Uh, no, oxytocin, like if a cow won't let her milk down, whether she just calved. Um, sometimes heifers don't want to let their milk down just because, you know, a parlor is new for them and they get a little stressed. Other times, uh, if a cow's in heat, they don't want to let their milk down, so we give them a little dose of oxy, and then they flow, flow as they may. I've heard that some cows, um, they just kind of reject their calf. Mm -hmm. Is that like a forever thing, or is it just kind of a random, maybe they just don't like this one calf, but the next calf they bond just fine with? Have you noticed anything? Like I guess I've never paid attention to that over the years. Wow, I don't know. Like, there's, you know, there's just some cows that are not maternal. And I think that's calf after calf. They're just, they don't really care. Um, and then there's some that are really good mamas. It just depends on the calf or the cow. Hmm. But they're definitely not as maternal as, like, beef cows. The beef cows are kind of bred to keep their calves on them for like six months 
Um, whereas Jerry Cows, we've, I, I hate saying this because I feel like it's our fault, but like dairy cows are just not meant to be maternal anymore. Like we've kind of bred the maternal trait out of them, I feel like. Hmm. So, I mean, most of them, I'd say like 80% of them are good moms and they lick their calf off. But then honestly, when their calf is like licked off, they usually go find feed, they find water, they kind of do their own thing. They don't, I know activists like to say they feller for their calf after we take it away and stuff and they don't. Interesting. Yeah. So you're pretty much like the main maternal source for these calves like as soon as they're born you're kind of just there and then you're kind of like their motherly figure so do they yeah do they get like do they get attached to you like do they recognize you as like their mom or do they just kind of like meh whatever I'm fine like do 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 I go about my own way I definitely think they do. I think, I mean, whether or not they think of me as their mother or their food source. <laughs> um, but when they're born, um, we keep them with their mom for an hour or two just to get them licked off and stuff. Because when they are uh, when they get licked off, it's really stimulating to them just to kind of like kickstart them. And then we give them their vaccine in their um, colostrum. And then after that, they... They, I think they more so associate the four-wheeler with, with milk. They probably think the four-wheeler is their mother. Because when they hear the four-wheeler coming, they know that it's feeding time. <laughs> but then, like, after you, um, when they're, like, weaned and stuff, when moving in the calf barn, they constantly just flock to you. Like, they're like, oh, mom, we want more milk. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't, we handle them a lot. So all of our cows and heifers are pretty well-tempered. Um, some are kind of annoyingly tempered and most of those ones are brown so I don't want to say that it's <laughs> mine but <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even know why I think it's just a breed because I don't like I don't spoil them any more than I spoil the other ones so I think it's just a, a brown thing interesting yeah so how how many times a day do you they get fed the calves get fed twice a day um we kind of tossed around the idea of three times a day, but we just, we don't have the labor to do it. And the calves are doing awesome with two times a day. So they get fed twice a day um, and then they get fresh green water once a day. So what is claustrum? Like I hear a lot of people talking about it, but I don't know what it means or what it is. It's the mother's first milk. Like even with humans, after you have a baby, you give claustrum. It's just like thick liquid gold as they call it. Uh, so we we actually test all of our classroom because there is bad classroom, hmm. um, and we test it on a Brick's refractometer. I think that's what it's called. Um, so we're looking for a certain number. If it's under the certain number, we we either will sell it to a local company or we dump it out if it's too low. Um, and then if it's over the certain number, we'll either feed it fresh or we've got bags that we can freeze it in and use it at a later time because some moms will give more than a gallon. A gallon is kind of like our go-to. That's how much we give each calf when they're born. If they don't drink it themselves, we'll tube it into them just because it's so important because um, wow. calves, calves aren't uh, born with an immune system. So really we're kickstarting that immune system with the colostrum and the vaccines that we're giving them. Interesting. <laughs> I'm trying to think how to phrase this without like sounding super barbaric, but like what's, how often do you lose a new calf, I guess, is 
like due to like like when they're born or yeah like just fresh calves like do the like when you've got all this the vaccines and stuff for them like do they do you still have like high mortality rate like is it are they at risk for certain illnesses like throughout the year or like just a bad they are um our death rate is really low we we knock on wood and i don't mean to like brag or anything but i mean over the years we've done a really good job with our cat program like we work really close with our vet if we ever have any issues the the vet is the first person i call or text like i can call her about anything for advice and she'll give it to me um we do have some that are stillborn um i mean it's a low percentage i i guess i don't know what the percentage is it's low um, and it's hard when they're stillborn because you don't really know why they're stillborn. Mm-hmm. You know, did they not get delivered fast enough that they kind of drowned? It's hard to know. Um, so those are kind of frustrating. Um, but once they're vaccinated and get colostrum, it's really important that they get good colostrum because if they're not, I mean, what's the point? You know, they, it's a short window of time that they have to get this colostrum into their body to help them fight off all these infections. Um, so scours is probably like the number one, not even scours, it'd be dehydration would be the number one like death um, reason in calves. And scours is fairly common and it can be caused by a lot of different um, things. So if we ever have an issue We'll send in a fecal sample to see exactly what's causing the scours, and then we can go from there and fix it. But the vaccines that we give um, are all things that we've had on the farm in the past that we know can be an issue. So by giving them the vaccine, if they do get scours, a lot of the times we don't even have to treat it. We can just give them electrolytes and push them through. So, I I mean, our death loss is pretty low. Um, I'd say one of the bigger factors in like any older calves is probably pneumonia. Uh, A lot of the times if they get it, it's sometimes it's hard to treat and sometimes like it just, it scars their lungs and then it's hard to kind of get past that. Um, So I know we lost one last week due to pneumonia and she, I treated her three or four different times and it just, it wasn't enough to get her past it. So that Mm kind of sucks. But at the same time, I know I did everything that I could. So yeah. it's kind of just, uh, it's how you it beat goes. yourself up over it, but yeah, when my boss always says, if you have livestock, you have dead stock. And that's, that's the truth. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's the, you know, it's a blunt truth. So, uh, let's wrap it up with a, what do we want to call this? A fan question? Um, sure. Farm on dry wood Creek <laughs> sent us a question. Um, so you go to quick trip and you get chocolate milk, right? Right. What color cap do you get? Do you go with the brown or do you go with the green cap? Is that even a question? It's brown cap, 100%. See, I go with the green cap. Why? I went with it once and I just stuck with it, I guess. I haven't had a brown cap in a long time. Have you seen Napoleon Dynamite? Yes. Are you an expert milk taster? <laughs> no, but... Are you, I don't even remember the quote, so I'm probably going to butcher it, but <laughs> are you drinking 1% because you think you're fat because you could drink whole, whole milk? Is that how the quote went? Probably not. Something close to that. 
Okay. <laughs> Why? I'm just I'm just gonna put my hand up. I'm not gonna look. Ah <laughs> oh, man. Okay. I, brown cap for sure. I just okay. I feel like we're fighting now. I'm team green green cap and um, we're newlyweds and this is our first fight. So Becca, I'm gonna go to bed angry at you too. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sophia can be our uh, official mascot now. Yes. Oh. Um. Do we want to read a review because we got like a nice one? Yeah. I do because you sent this to me. I didn't even see it. And I thought it was just the cutest thing. So shout out to Jess for this review. Do you want to read it, Becca? Yeah. Do you have it up? Sure. Yeah, I just pulled it up. Okay. So it says it's titled Funny and Educational. We're funny. Did and you know educational. That? I think educational oh, yeah. is more shocking. Probably. Um, so it says, I've been following both these guys. <laughs> Stop, please. <laughs> I've been following both these guys for quite some time. Their love for bush lattes and Greek trip knows no bounds. Nope. <laughs> Who knew the world needed a cranberry dairy crossover? It doesn't get much more Wisconsin than this. And with that, I'm off to find a state fair-sized wild corn dog. And she gave us five stars. So, Jess, that was... Heck yes. That sums us up in a nutshell. We should have had her write our little intro episode for us. <laughs> so if you guys can think of anything to top Jess's review, we would love to hear that. Yeah, maybe we can make this a... Hold on, one second. Okay. Just give me like two minutes, girl. <laughs> Now she's pounding. <laughs> okay, yeah, if you guys want to leave us a review, maybe we can make this a thing. We can, you know, <laughs> read reviews off every week. So this week probably wasn't as juicy as last week. <laughs> but <laughs> we hope you enjoyed it. So if you are not following us on Facebook or Instagram, go check us out for Informing Podcast. Yes, and don't forget to... Give us a review. Uh, make sure you give us a five-star rating on Apple, Spotify, and Stitcher. Every Tuesday, we'll try to get a new episode up for you guys. So if you're a Wisconsin farmer and you would like to join us on this nice little <laughs> on our podcast, shoot us a message because we'd love to talk. So, Becca, on that, cheers. Does Sophia want to say goodbye again? Yes, say goodbye. Bye. Say goodbye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Hey, yo, Richard. What are you doing? What a weirdo. Okay, well. All right, everyone. Well, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bless this mess. <laughs>